All right, welcome to Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show. Sponsored, yes, we have a sponsor, BackSportsPage.com, ladies and gentlemen. Yay, BackSportsPage. I'm Sean Palmer. And Jim, we, you know, we, we, is this going to be our new game? Is this going to be our new game? But for eight years, we had the Emerson ELO song, and now we just do this. Hold on. All right, there we go. <laughs> That's Seth Cavins. You can find us here every week at 5 p.m. or thereabouts on StreamYard. The show can be found on Twitter at Seth and Sean or Facebook at Seth and, Seth and Sean Sports. Seth and Sean or BackSportsPage.com. BackSportsPage.com. You can find myself on Twitter at SULawyer2001 and Seth at S. Cavins. Tonight we have a great show for you, our NHL preview. I am Seth so just excited. nods affirmatively at my picks and then makes his own. Knowing yeah, yeah. generally can't get anything correct, I'd put some money that his will probably be better than mine by the I time I'm with it. Before we do that, however, there was some NFL football this past weekend. I heard rumors. I saw it on Nickelodeon. And a culmination of the NCAA football season last night. First, let's talk about Nickelodeon. So Nickelodeon, I'm not sure, did you watch any of the broadcasts? For those that are unaware, Nickelodeon actually simulcasted with an ESPN, one of the two. CBS. That, what was it? it was CBS? CBS. So they simulcasted with Nate Burleson as the host, basically trying to teach the NFL to kids. Trying, and yeah. there was... There was the example that somebody set forth is that Nickelodeon has become the 2021 version of Joe Camel, in which they are trying to bring forth uh, a sport or an idea to kids that probably shouldn't be brought forth to kids at this point, given that it's tackle football. What's your point? What's your point of view on this? Because I'm I loved a little- it. I absolutely loved it. No, idea. you love you love the idea, but did you do you in, do you endorse doing it? Yeah. Okay. Because Nickelodeon is not for four. I mean, my for my kids, it didn't do any good because Nickelodeon is too old for four year olds, or for the most part. My kids watch to watch Disney Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. They're not at the SpongeBob part yet. Sure. But to, but to me, the NFL is by far the most popular sport in the U.S. I think that's on. I don't think that's even an argument, but you're always you're always looking to expand your brand. You're always looking for new audience, and we know that sports as a whole, the the popularity has diminished a bit. And to me, it was in it now the idea to introduce it to, to a younger audience is great. The idea of putting Mitchell Trubinsky as the guy who's going to represent that introduction, not so great. Hold on a second. So let's let's back up a second. So two things. First of all, I agree that you want to expand your brand. I understand that the NFL wants to expand their brand. Should they be expanding their brand to a age group that may be inappropriate for expanding your brand? Yeah, because I don't. This isn't four year olds who are watching by themselves. So the only people who are watching this are either 
kids who are eight, nine, 10, 11 years old and watching on their own, where they know, I don't think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. If there were kids my age that were that had any interest in watching, and as I said, mine didn't, you're watching with your parents. So I don't think I don't see the problem. I don't okay. I don't I don't have I don't have an issue with it. So I got two issues. One is Nate Burleson when Taysom Hill went down with a head injury, described it as the equivalent to a scuffed knee. That is a big issue when it comes to this type of of tackle football concussion right i mean the verbiage needed to be hey this is the question is and i think this is where the joe camel analogy comes in football's a dangerous game right Mm -hmm. inherently you and i have predicted for a decade that somebody will eventually die on the field The, the people are becoming bigger the helmets are becoming just what they are. They're still being used as weapons regardless of what's going on. And we saw a targeting call in last night's national championship game. Every single game, at least a big game in the NCAA. I think I said NHL, but I meant NCAA. Every single game, big game in an NCAA game, has a targeting call and has somebody thrown out, it seems. So helmets are not dying as a brandishment of a weapon. So is this the right? I get that they're 8, 9, and 10, but the recommendations have been that that kids should not play tackle football until they're 13, 14, or 15 years old. So are you attracting the right audience there? And is this the right way to go about it? I, look, to me, any way, anything that is unique to bring out people to watch is good. I thought Nate Burleson did a hell of a job, but he is also not a play-by-play announcer. And again, he probably he was probably told to lighten things a bit, and that's what he did. I'm not justifying scuffed knee versus a bang head. You know that doesn't make sense. But you know he you know he is not. He doesn't do play-by-play. He's not a game analyst. He works in the, he's he works in, in the CBS. You know the NFL Today. You know, pre-game, post-game show, studio sure. show. So this is a little bit different for him. So, you, you, you know, it gets him some experience. And I don't think, yeah, look, the comment wasn't right, but I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy over it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, do um, you- as for is it the right audience? When did you start watching the NFL? The game was a lot different when we were kids. When did you start? People got hurt. No, no, no. I'm saying there was a so. Let, let's back up for a second if we're going to go down that path. So when we were growing up, concussions were part of the game, right? Yes. When we were growing up, hits with a helmet were part of the game. There was not the medical advancement that we know today. And maybe there was and it was being hidden, but it certainly was not as well known as it was today that concussions cause long-term injuries, which cause CTE and keep going, right? So. So that medical stuff was not there. So I'm not sure comparing you and I and when we started watching football is as relevant to this discussion. Maybe you do, but I... To me, there's a difference between watching and playing. There's a difference between being a fan. Look, when I was a kid, I I started playing two-hand touch. 
And then I played flag. And then when I went to high school, I played tackle. Mm-hmm. And then I eventually played college, played not college, Jesus Christ, played intramural, you know, flag. And then when, when I was older, I played in Randall's Islands in the city, we'd play tackle. And when I was at no point when I was nine years old, was I, you know, that I, com- I never compared myself to the NFL players at any point. So to me, it was just a fun game to play. And it was fun right. playing two hand touch. And it was fun okay. playing. So, and as I go, that, that was, so I never, I don't have a problem with it. So you and I definitely did have a different experience because I was playing tackle football at age nine. Okay. I wasn't playing with pads. I wasn't playing with, I, I wasn't playing organized tackle football. But every Saturday, I was playing tackle football with 10 to 12 friends at the schoolyard. And we were playing tackle. And people did get hurt. I won't say they got hurt to the extent that, obviously, you do on, a, on an NFL field. But people did get hurt. I definitely walked home one time with a broken nose. Like, there's no question that this stuff happened. And this is a and, – and I'm not saying – a by putting it on Nickelodeon, you are either pushing that idea or not. I was a football fan way before age nine when I was playing tackle football. But again, I think we're in a different era than we were back then. We were, but I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I, as I said, to me, as long as the kids are playing, look, I, are you going to ask me if I if I'm okay with kids playing tackle at age eight or nine? I'm not. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. But and look, my my nose has been broken quite has been busted quite a few times. It's a little slanted itself. So I, I get from playing sports, so I get that. But to me, you play it because you enjoy it. And if you're if you are not if you've never seen it before or have had no interest in seeing it before, I think at a minimum it was a good introduction to it was a good introduction. That makes sense. That makes sense. I will tell you when my when my cousin in Arizona told me that her son was playing football and that I should stop by. Now her son is six years old. And and she, at one point when I went over there said, Hey, you know, Ben's playing, playing football. Why don't you stop by the field? I had, I will tell you, I was surprised when it was flack. I was really surprised when it was flack. I probably shouldn't be. But growing up, we didn't have flag football in the midgets, right? No. The midget football was tackle football. It just was. For us, it was, was two-hand touch. Okay. So. For, for us, midget in the – in organized midget. Organized five to okay. eight. I didn't play – see, I never played organized. Right. You and I didn't play it. But yeah. if you said yeah. organized game being played, you would think it would be tackle when we were kids. And now organized ball, much to their credit, is flag football. And yeah, that's what it should be. That is a benefit. And to your point, yeah, and to your point, look, I'm not totally against what happened. I'm kind of saying, are you directing it to the right audience? And the person that made the comparison to Joe Camel was a person that is a doctor, was a person that has a little bit more in this than I do. But I did see the comparison. I did see you are marketing to a to an age group that maybe you shouldn't be marketing to. And I understand getting the popularity of the sport up, but is that the right way to do it and make 
and especially when you're making fun of injuries, comparing well, it to a scraped that that, that, that of the eye. Yeah, but you're you're also not going to tell a five year old that there's a busted head. So you know maybe you glaze over it. I don't look. It was their first try at it. I thought it went yep. pretty well. The reviews were pretty good on it. And but just like anything else, hey, what was our first show like? Are we better now? I don't remember. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. God, I, don't I hope, God, I hope so. Our predictions are shows, I would think so. Yeah, our fan base is about the same, considering our eyes watching is zero. So <laughs> yeah, most people watch on the replay. We can keep telling ourselves that. So that's that's what Randy tells us. So let's move on to the actual games, right? So first of all, you were right. They they definitely picked the wrong game to showcase the kids. They should have picked the Titans and Ravens because no, that- they, should, they absolutely should not have picked the Ravens and Titans. You don't Why? want to see people beaten up. That is not that is that is such a physical game. No, you want to see Cleveland Pittsburgh, where it's just scoring all over the place and it's fun. Wow. Or, or Buffalo, or Buffalo Indy, because it's just going to be. A, and that was what I said last week. I thought that was going to be the best game of the weekend, and it was. Um, nobody, the, the, nobody wants to see Chicago, New Orleans, and the Tennessee, Houston, Tennessee, Baltimore game, Baltimore game. Excuse me, it's just not a game for the faint of heart. I'm not sure about that because watching Lamar Jackson play is oh, is a blast. Is a blast, right? I mean, I was I was looking at it from the way he plays. So Lamar Jackson, look, uh, he he reminds me. Uh, there is no comparison to Lamar Jackson what we've seen, and the stats bear that out. Uh, and the wonder is always right: if can he continue doing that? And so far, he has, and more more power to him. Um, I got that prediction right. I got no others right. <laughs> so uh, I will. I will what take. Else, what else to give Mets? I mean, no, no, no. I got. I got some right. I got. Yeah. So I got Seattle wrong, right? Seattle. Yeah, we both did. We both did, and the Rams played a great game. I mean, for what the Rams do, they played a great game. And 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 let's touch upon uh, our off our off the record conversation about Pete Carroll and. Even he said yesterday, we need to run the ball more. Uh, the whole adage of let Russ cook is nice in theory. But, but not when you're playing the Rams defense. But, not when you're, but here's the thing, Seth. Not when you're playing anybody. You can't win in the NFL without running the ball. You just can't. No have, you met Pat, have you met Pat Mahomes? I have met Pat Mahomes. And really? If you, I'm a nice guy. And if you look at the running stats that Pat Mahomes has, maybe it's Pat – look, it could be Pat Mahomes running. It could yeah, I be, mean, Edwards Hilaire was a disappointment. Bell was nothing. I mean, I, I don't I, – I see Seattle, Chris Carson's a good running back. He will get a good contract. It's the play calling. Seattle doesn't call the play – they have two stud receivers – a stud quarterback, but they don't call the run. And when you play a secondary with John Johnson and Jalen Ramsey and Marcus Peters, is it Marcus Peters there? I forget, or is it the other corner? I forget. I forget who the other Rams corner is. I apologize. I mean, you know, Ram, if Ramsey shuts down Metcalf, 
you don't got you don't have much left. And Sean seems so no, enthralled. I agree with that, but my you're freezing, dude. Hello, but Sean. I'm freezing because I'm trying to get three things that went. It's not working because my computer sticks. I was more trying to look at the stats for um, for rushing and seeing where Kansas City lies because. I have to think they still are in the top 10, regardless of what happens. So they are averaging, Seth, by the way, they average rushing yards, 4.5 yards per carry. You surprised by that? No, um, because Kansas, because there's so few people in the box against Kansas City due to their having the best tight end, and the best deep threat in the NFL, and the best quarterback in the NFL. I'm not. I'm not surprised by it, but nobody has thought Hilaire had a great year. Nobody's thought Bell has been a, a big threat for them. So I maybe I am surprised. Maybe it's just more on is that on, on reverses and sweeps, like from the wide wide receiver sweeps. Like I don't know what why they would average that much. Well, remember it's also about Pat Mahomes running the ball, and I and this is kind of what I was saying is that you can't win without running the ball. They are 15th overall in yards for the year. So they're right smack dab in the middle. They average 4.5 yards per carry. So they do, they do run effectively. It doesn't – you don't have to be able to be a run-dominated team, but you do need in the playoffs to be able to run the ball. And Seattle was not able to run the ball. And you can't just let Russ cook. Even if you look at – Andy Reid. Andy Reid has always been a pass-first coach. Always has. But he's always had running backs that he's always had a balanced attack. Yeah, right. Brian Westbrook. He had, yeah, no, I Duke, get it. Duke Staley. I mean, you had balanced attacks throughout this entire thing. Kareem Hunt was leading the league in rushing last year when they cut him. I mean, yep. it's a matter of you still need to be able to run the ball, and that brings up an interesting uh, matchup this week. I mean, you have the Browns going to Kansas City in what is a run offense versus a pass offense. And I got to tell you, I give – normally I would say, you know what, Kansas City all the way, but this reminds me of a Giants team that can that – can, Manage the clock. They got they, they got a they got a legitimate puncher puncher's chance in this game. Yeah, I mean, I I, w I would be surprised if it was a blowout because I think that that Cleveland Kansas City, has, Kansas City hasn't blown anyone out except for the Jets in two months. Yeah, and Kansas and and Cleveland can manage the clock. I yes. mean, where that's going to be. And so then you have Buffalo, who's the two seed. Uh, they are facing. Um, the, the the Ravens in another this is going to be smash mouth oh, football, yeah. right this is going to be yep. awesome football I mean it's going to be it's going to be fun I, I'm going to enjoy watching that game uh, I I'll take the Ravens again I I understand that it'll be blood and guts and and you know my my man crush on on Josh Allen. And that will forever be a man crush on Josh Allen. But no, that's just that's just it's it's not a man crush. It's just 
a wistful sigh that he could have been playing in MetLife. And you called it two years before he was even drafted. That, that was who yeah. you wanted as their quarterback. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah. The, and, and we'll get to the guy that I definitely don't want as my quarterback in a second. But uh, so I will take uh, the Ravens over the Bills. Sadly, so will I. Um, Buffalo did not look – I don't think Buffalo looks great, number one. Why do you say sadly? Is it just because we agree or is it – Oh, I, I find myself really rooting for this Buffalo team, number one. I don't like agreeing with you. That just annoys me. Um, but Buffalo's lack of a running game – you know, Buffalo, it's funny. As good as they've been, it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors because other than their quarterback – and they're wide out, and they're their passing game. They're you know Josh Allen running, and they're passing game. Their defense has not been as good as it has been in prior years by any stretch. Their running game is terrible. I mean, except to Josh Allen, but that's not. I don't. I just don't like the matchup. I don't like the matchup for them at all. And Baltimore with with Marcus Peters, you know, and, and the pass rushers, um, Juden and Campbell. I just don't like the matchup for Buffalo. I hope they win. Um, but I think Baltimore by a field goal. And I think it's going to be, I think all four of these games are going to be excellent. It's, unlike last weekend where I really, other than the, other than the Buffalo indie game, there was no game I really found that fascinating. These, this weekend, the games are great. And we saw what we thought we'd never see in, jo- in Justin Tucker missing a field goal. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I saw that. So, uh, I mean, 53 yards, normally that's a given for Tucker. At least he has been on our team for the last, what, five years. Um, okay, so moving on to the NFC. Should we put him as a keeper? You know, it was an idea in my head for a little. <laughs> I know. Very I simple. Know. Derrick Henry, Darren Waller, Keenan Allen. Okay. All right. Um, or go, Aaron Rodgers. And go get Devontae Adams. I, I understand. Okay. Okay. So in the NFC, the, the battle of the AARP, uh, which happened to be two quarterbacks that are actually younger than yourself and myself, but Tom, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady and much Drew, better look much richer. Yeah. 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 And both did you really have, have to think? Did you really have to think about that? And both have more hair. I wasn't going with Brady. I was looking more at Breeze. But uh, yeah. Oh, I was. Th- oh, I actually forgot. I was thinking. I was thinking of Ro- it was Rogers for some reason. Oh no, yeah, Rogers is definitely better looking than both of us. <laughs> um. Okay, so we have we have New Orleans. I, I was thinking it was Green, but you were right. It's New Orleans, Tampa, which is just. It's just a really fun matchup. Um. You know, I, I was leaning towards Tampa, but Tampa hasn't is beat, has beaten one good team this year, and New Orleans has handled them pretty easily twice. They're healthy. They kind of they they pretty much just kind of cruised against Chicago because that's what you do against Chicago. Tampa really struggled with a running with their running game. Excuse me, with Washington, which. Makes no sense to me at all. 
Um, I like New, or New Orleans at the Dome, even though there'll be no fans. I like them. So this is our first disagreement. And the reason why Tampa struggled with the running game is because Washington is the first team in history to have four number one picks in four consecutive years on the defensive and they have a good not, defense. Not in four consecutive years. Oh, no, no. Four first-round picks. Excuse me. They have Kerrigan, Sweat. No, they have, they have Kerrigan, Sweat. Kerrigan's not four years ago. Kerrigan. No, I know, it's, I, know, I know it's not Kerrigan, but I think they had a fourth guy in there. Not it's Kerrigan. Kerrigan. It's, it's Sweat. It's Allen. It's yeah. Chase Young. And I, thought they, I thought they had another guy. It's easy to take a look. So anyway, so that they struggled because their their run game is good. Their run defense is good. I will pick Tampa Bay as I will continue down my preseason prediction of Tom Brady hoisting a trophy at the end of this year because I need to keep that going. Okay, their other the oh their other the other one is Darren Payne. Darren Payne, Malabar. First round pick? He was. All right. In consecutive years, right? Yeah, you may actually be right. You just had the wrong guy. Hey, what do you know? wrong guy, so because no, 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 no. The, stat, the stat is still correct. I said four consecutive years. But you didn't know, but you didn't know who the guys were. You don't need to know the guy. The stat didn't say I know X, Y, and Z. It said four consecutive years. I'll I'll take them. I'll take the win. Okay, and now we go. <laughs> And now we go into our other game, which is the Rams against who am I? Oh, and the Packers. I'm sorry, the Rams Packers in Green Bay. You find this an interesting game because I don't. No, this is the least interesting of the four. Green Bay should win this relative. I mean, Donald's hurt. Jared Goff is hurt. So unless Cam Akers is going to run, it's going to carry the ball 37 yard times for 198 yards. Which he may do against the, against the Packers defense, which is, I think, in the lower third for rush defense in the league. So it is, it is possible for that to happen. Uh, an interesting tidbit, Jared, Ver, I think it's Jared Verdeer, is, was signed – by, by the Packers. He's the first the player Packers. to ever play for two, t- for two playoff teams in the same year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty interesting stat. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the Jalen Ramsey-Devontae Adams matchup is, I mean, honestly, is pretty cool. It is. But I, Green Bay is just a better team. You know, J- Jared Goff is not, as we both know, has never gone back to his status of two years ago. And even though they have good wideouts in Reynolds, Josh Reynolds and Robert Woods and, and, and Cooper Cup, nobody has any confidence he can throw the ball to them when he's healthy, let alone where he is right now. With a broken hand. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, of, all, of the four games, this is the least interesting to me. I think Green Bay wins by about 10. I totally get that. And I agree with that as well. So three out of four we agree on. Uh, let's move on to uh, the national championship game last night, which I watched half of. I'm because impressed you got that. I'm impressed you got that far. Look, when I when look, it was like watching a varsity team versus JV for tell the me, entire game. Tell me the truth. If you can't trade down, would you really be that unhappy with Devontae Smith? No, but I would be unhappy with Justin Fields. 
Like, very un... Look, I said this last week on the show. For those that had listened to the show or viewed it, I said, I understand Justin Fields had a great game against Clemson. I want to see what he does against Alabama. And... And that's not to say that every NFL team is Alabama because they're not. No, and look, to be fair, they lost their run, their star running back the second play of the game. Agreed, but their backup running back did not play badly. No, he did not. But he did. Justin Fields played badly last night. It wasn't, it wasn't a matter of he didn't have the weapons. The weapons were there. He misfired a lot. He was not very good. He was not very. He was ungood, and I don't he need. I don't need ungood. good with the second pick in the draft. I need good with the second pick in the draft. Yeah. Well, you need look. You need to trade down. Yes, hundred you know? percent. And we'll be talking about this until April. So for those that we're all considering, we're not going anywhere until April. That seems yeah, pretty logical. Yeah, we may have another a second Zoom draft, uh, which wasn't so bad last year. So it was I, fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was also the only sports that we had for like three months, so everything was good. Um, but no, I do not. Justin Fields did not impress me last night. Uh, the game itself, look, not every team is in Alabama. I get that, but remember that the jump from college to the pros is the biggest jump that there is. Right? I mean, it's been said that. It's the top 10% of all college players make the pros. Right. So you can, you can eat up on your Rutgers. You can eat up on your Maryland's in football if you wish. But once Justin Fields hit Indiana and hit Northwestern and hit these tougher defenses, and I never yeah. uh, – in a million years, I'd say Indiana was a tough defense. Yeah, but, except they were. But, but this right. year there was, and Clemson was not. But Alabama was. I mean, Alabama is always going to be a tough defense. He just did. He just doesn't show me what I what I what I want. He may be there. He may be the guy, but he's not my guy. Actually, I want to look up something. So I, I go back to Josh Allen. I still want Josh Allen. That's probably not going to happen. That is my that is my prediction. Is you are not getting Josh Allen. As much as I know that saddens you. You know, so, every once in a while, I make a prediction and you say, way to go off on a limb. I will throw that right back at you, that your prediction that I'm not getting Josh Allen is going way off on a limb. Let me ask you something, though. Please so, do. Let's say you trade back. Yep. Let's say I'm looking, I'm just looking to see who has two first round picks where it would be interesting for you this year. Nobody um, except if- for Miami and us. Okay, Miami's not going to trade with you. Okay, so let's say you trade back. You trade whatever it is to six, to seven, doesn't matter. Well, seven, eight, nine all need quarterbacks. Fine. You trade down down with six to Philly, who, well. No, seven, eight, nine, not six. Seven, eight, nine. You're you're missing my point, though. You don't know what I'm going to ask yet. Correct. You trade back, let's just say, to six. The second in a first round next year. I'm just making shit, making stuff up. It doesn't matter. Okay. If Fields or, or Wilson is available at six, are you okay with it? So I'm getting another second this year. And 
it has nothing to do with, at that point, it has nothing to do with the spot that I'm taking him at. It's what I got extra for. I don't want this guy as my quarterback at all. I don't think that Fields is better than Darnold. Okay, so then the, it's not the set, it's not the picking him at number two. It's you just don't want to pick him. I don't want him. I don't want him. I would rather have Wilson than him. But even Wilson is somebody that I'm not sure I want because of the competition he played in. But then again, you could say the same thing of Carson Wentz and a bunch of other guys. Yeah, I was going to say Ben Roethlisberger played in Miami of Ohio. No, no, no. I, and I and I get and I get that. I and and I that's why I predicated it with that. But the fact is. I like Darnold. I like Darnold when we took him. I still like him. I think that he's been, you have said this numerous times, that the Jets have had the worst skill players in the NFL going on two years. No question about it. I agreed with you. Maybe Sands one other team, but I did basically agree that our skill players were shit. But overall, he hasn't been given the weapons or the time. So if I'm going to stay at two, go get me the tackle and let me figure it out with 23, and I'll be good. Now, would you be okay picking a quarterback at 23? Yes. A guy like a Mac Jones or a, or a Lance from North Dakota State or one of those yes. later. Yes, yes, because at 23 – well, here's the thing. At 23, is he the presum- presumptive starter? Probably not. No, probably has a year or two to a year or two. Has a year or two. So we can see what Darnold does and then either trade him or trade Mac Jones. Mac Jones was incredibly impressive last night, by the way. But I don't know. He just kept throwing slants. But no, 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 no. Come on. Come on. The long bomb to Devontae Smith down the right side. That was pretty. It's a pretty ball. But the fact is, you and I could stand behind that offensive line and mm-hmm. that type of ball because he had. 30 seconds to throw it. I mean, there was no pressure on him the entire night. So is that really who he is too, right? I mean, we say the same thing about Tua. We've said the same thing about all these Alabama quarterbacks. Yeah, and the the odds are you can probably get one of these guys at the second pick of the second round too. Correct. So my point is, would I be – first-round picks are starters. That's what they should be, right? So am I okay with them picking a quarterback at 23? Sure. Do I want them to pick a quarterback at 23? That's a different question. And the answer is no, I don't. I want another starter. I can get a wide out that starts. You and I have discussed that this is a wide out draft. Well, go get yourself a wide out. Even Aaron Rodgers should be able to get a wide out in this draft. I mean, he hasn't had an offensive player in like seven years. So he, and he still wins. So he should be able to get a wide out. Everybody gets a wide out. But the fact is, improve the skill positions with starters. And if your quarterback's not going to start, don't take him in the first round. If he's not better than Sam Darnold, don't take him in the first round. If you have a question whether he is, don't take him, don't in, take the, him in the first round. I got don't you. take him in the first round. Okay. But who was impressive last night? Devontae Smith was really impressive last night. I Devontae Smith has been the best player, has been the pretty much his season is comparable to any college wideout receiver we've ever seen. 
But let me ask you this. So there's two guys that he looked like to, and I have not watched a lot of Devontae Smith. Okay, fair. I, d- I have not watched a lot of the SEC. It is not my, even though I live in SEC. It's not yours. I got you. I live in SEC land, but not my not my game. He looked to me like Peter Warwick and Desmond Howard. Like those are the guys that he looked like. He is small. He is frail, and he dominates college football. Is that who he is? I'm asking you. Is that who no, he is? Better. Did not dominate the pros. They dominated college football. Yeah, no, I get it. He's physically, physically, he is not what you would want. Except his speed is extraordinary, which you want. His hands are yeah. phenomenal, which you want. He runs very, very good routes, which you want. He probably can be a legit. I don't want to say Tyreek Hill, but that that's, kind of that's where I was gonna go see a Tyreek yeah, Hill. He has the toughness. Now, I I mean it's the Warwick the Warwick pull is pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. That Thank I like you. It. Thank you. Warwick Warwick I don't know if it's because he went to Cincy or because he was injured. Warwick just never worked out. And Desmond was a nice enough complimentary player, but Desmond I don't think had the speed and the agility that Smith did. Or the hands for that. Okay. okay. Um, I, I I don't know if you get to the hill level, but you. I don't think he's a bust. No, but I, he looked very frail to me. He looked. Not, he looks well, like I think he's 175 pounds. Seth, I'm 175 pounds. I'm actually looking. I'm looking it up right now. He is 6'1", 175. Okay. Well, I'm 5'8", 175. I am 6'1", 230. Right. But that's Um, what I'm saying. He's a a basketball player. He's not a football player. First of all, you can get bigger. So if he goes up to 185, 190, he's probably not going to lose any of his speed. Sure. Because of the people – he look. He's not going to be Terrell Owens going across the middle at six five two thirty. Who's going to take every hit known to man? But he is a guy at six six one six foot six one one seventy five one eighty. Assuming again, I think he can go up to one ninety. I agree. He's thin, but he is he is a wide receiver's wide receiver. And you listen to him talk. There's no arrogance with him. He, I think, I, I, I see where you're going with it because the builds are similar. I don't yeah. think the games are. I that's think his fine. game will be suited. I think he will be fine. And that's what I was saying. I have not watched a lot of him, but I will tell you, Peter Warwick was like the perfect guy that I just saw. That's who he is. And that may be, and granted, that's on one game, right? And I didn't watch a lot of college football. When I saw Peter Warwick, but Peter Warwick I saw in the national championship game, and he dominated the championship game. So they look very similar. Okay. We have about 25 minutes to go, and we're going to go through our NHL preview, not that Seth is really going to talk during this point. But just a couple of things. Number one, hockey starts tomorrow. <laughs> like, like, it was the shortest, well, second shortest offseason in record history. The first one was the NBA, which was 71 days. 
I think they got like 90 days of an offseason. Can you tell me, how is Evander Kane filed for bankruptcy? Oh, we really? Because we could talk about every athlete that's fired, filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, but usually they file for bankruptcy at the end of their career, not when they're making $5 million or $6 million a year, and now they're going to sit out this year? Well, he's also gambled $1.25 million a year. If you Right, exactly. Okay. So what's different about the NHL this year? First of all, we have real line divisions, and they're named. So we have the Scotia North Division, the Honda West Division, the Discover Central Division, and the Mass Mutual East Division. Do we really? We do. And I guess you need the money because of, because of the all exactly. the revenue that we We also have advertisements on the helmets. Right, that I knew. This is just a money-making thing. This is COVID, we need money. And we're going to have a couple of outside games, and those games are going to be in Tahoe, if you haven't heard that. So, yep, so games are in Tahoe. Uh, There is a 56-game season. Uh, Remember, next year we have the Seattle Kraken that are coming. And one of the divisions, which is the, excuse me, the North Division, could be labeled – I'm sorry, I need to, to specify this is the Scotia NHL North Division, which you can call the Great White North, is all of Canada. So they it you is know, I'm actually looking is this this is temporary, I'm assuming. This is temporary because of COVID restrictions between Canada and the United States. They are having an all Canadian division. So in the Canadian division, it is Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg, which are big. Well, it's great, and it's not so great, right? Because holy cow travel, because you are going from one end of Canada to the other end of Canada. I mean, that is travel. The The East is a bloodbath of Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, New York, the Islanders, and the Rangers, who are always in the same division, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Central is Carolina, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Chicago, Florida, Nashville, and Tampa Bay. And then the West is Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, L.A., Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. Wow, that was a lot. Mm. But it's all geographically central, uh, geographically done so it minimizes the amount of travel. That's what this is all about. So – the also different, the also difference, the additional differences in this year are number one, how the playoffs are going to work. It is the top four teams of each division. So again, this is to minimize travel. So each division, one through four, four is going to play one, two is going to play three. So there's no intra division until you get into the second round of the playoffs at all. There is no the second intra- round or the third round. Uh, you're going to have one versus four, round, two versus correct. three. You're right. Okay. The third round. There is no interdivision play at all until the third round of the playoffs, which is very strange, right? Because you don't get to see those guys. It used to be in the NHL that the Islanders would see the Oilers once a year or twice a year, once away, once home, which is in the Western Conference. Now you don't even get to see Montreal. You don't get to see Toronto. You don't get to see any of those teams 
until the third round of the playoffs. So the playoffs are a whole new ball game. It's kind of like the American League and National League before interleague play. Now, is everyone going to play everybody else this year? No, you're only playing in your division. That's oh, it. Only in your division. Only in your oh, – you wow. are not seeing anybody outside of your division until the third round of the playoffs. Look, okay. Mario, that, that, was actually, that was actually something you're looking forward – like you thought that that was pretty cool. Or you're surprised by it. But it means that you're going to have the Islanders play the Rangers seven times in 56 games. And one of them is Thursday night, opening night. Bring it on, baby. Bring it Congratulations on. Congratulations on re-signing your center, by the way. Well, Matt Barzell, right? And 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 part of the part of the unfortunate circumstances of COVID is that nobody has money. So nobody's gonna sign restricted free agents. And Mark Barzell re-signs with the Islanders for three years in 21. The other changes is that there is a taxi squad. So kind of like you have your 23-man roster and then you have four or six guys in the booth waiting to go. So those guys can play at any time and you can sub in and out, but you can only have 23 guys playing in each game, not 29. So these are all differences and if you want to see the two outdoor games, I'm sorry, I did not tell you dates. In Lake Tahoe, the Avalanche and Golden Knights are playing on February 20th, and then the Bruins and the Flyers are playing on February 21st. And the question that has come up to me by many people that do not follow hockey so much is, why don't they just play more games outdoors? Like, why not, if COVID is such a big deal, which it is, and you could have games outdoors because you have – arenas or you have stadiums like Yankee Stadium and you've hosted stuff in in Detroit Stadium and whatnot. Let me let me put this mildly. It costs over a million dollars to have an outdoor game. That full stop, right? It costs over a million dollars to have an outdoor game and there are no fans. Even if you could put 20,000 fans in an 80,000 fan arena or stadium you're still not making your million dollars back. So less outdoor games. Uh, there will only be two. So, Seth, I'm going to ask you for some predictions, although I know you're not going to have any real good ones. Uh, well, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay, let's go through the East. Boston, so one through four, right? Because it doesn't matter that there's no – Conference, it's just divisions one through four. The East Division Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, New York, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington. Okay, the three New York teams don't make it either. Does Buffalo? Wow, so you're looking Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh, Boston. Boston's the four seed because they're just old. Okay. So who's who's winning who's winning that division? I'm sorry. I think Pittsburgh will bounce back a little bit. So Pittsburgh's the one. Philly's okay. The- think, okay. Pittsburgh's the one. Philly's the Philly wins the division in the regular mm-hmm. season. Pittsburgh comes out of the division in the playoffs. Um. So my four are I have the Islanders coming uh, in fourth. 
uh, Pittsburgh in third, Philadelphia. So you have, oh, sorry, Philadelphia in second. No, Philadelphia in first, and Washington. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston. Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Pittsburgh, Washington. Washington. No, no, I'm having Philadelphia, Washington, Pittsburgh, the Islanders. So I don't have Boston making it. Boston is a really old team. So I said that's why I had them as the four. They're yeah, they are a really old team, and they lost to Dano Chara this year, who went to Washington. I think this is the year that they just they don't make it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Philadelphia coming out of this. Um, Philadelphia Carter Hart is the uh, is the new Bernie Parent or Pelly Lindbergh or Ron Hextall or well, any Pelly Lindbergh. Does that mean he plays two years and then he's dead? Kelly Lindbergh has in a trophy before he dies. So I'll take that. You're Philly. They always find a way to fall apart. They, they do. I, I agree. But they've always looked for that goalie. So whenever they've had a goalie, they've won. If you look through the history, whenever they've had a goalie, they've won. Uh, the Central, Carolina, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Chicago, Florida, Nashville, Tampa Bay. Okay. So – uh, Nashville, well, actually Tampa, excuse me, Nashville, I'll say Dallas, and Columbus. Okay, and who do you have coming? Who's first, and who do you have coming out? Tampa's first, and they're coming out. Uh, well, I don't know if Tampa's going to be first, because they have a lot of injuries, but they'll be back by the end. But they'll be back by the end. So I have Tampa coming out. Okay. Let's say – I'll say Dallas wins the division. Okay. And then Tampa comes out when it's all said and done. So to me, this is a process of elimination because the, this to me is there are a lot of weak teams and there are the, the gulf between the, the very weak and the very strong is more in this division than any other because I, Chicago and Detroit are not very good. So they are they are at the bottom. Jeremy Roenick and Steve Eiserman are not walking through those doors. No, nor is Steve Larmer. So uh, for that matter, Tampa Bay, Nashville, Carolina, Columbus, and I hate to agree with you, but Tampa Bay is coming out. Like they are they are that good, and they don't even have their best player for the whole regular season in Kruchev, which I am shocked that you knew. But congratulations on that. Thank you. Okay, the West, Oof. the California division, along with Arizona, Colorado, Minnesota, San Jose, and Vegas, and St. Louis. Excuse me. Wow, there's All only right. California. Three. There's, there's three monsters there, and then there's everything else. Yeah. So I'll go regular season. I will go Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, and – I don't. I barely even see a fourth team. Yeah. Um, maybe I guess I'll go with the Wild. I mean, okay. And I have Vegas coming out. Well, we both have Vegas coming out because I have Vegas winning the Cup. So as that, as do I. that means Vegas has to come out. So I'll have Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado, and Arizona. Coming out in the four, 
Uh, so now we have the Great White North Division. Do you agree with me, though? There's three extraordinarily strong teams, and there's nothing else in that division. Well, Arizona is an up-and-coming team. So they're always up-and-coming. I get yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, they lost Taylor Hall again. So right, but they have Darcy Kemper. They signed a, a better goalie than they've had in the past. And a goalie can do a lot, especially when you need – when you're in a weaker division. Um Look, Arizona has some young talent. Whether they can put that together, you are correct that San Jose has the worst goalie in the division. Martin Jones is horrendous, and they are very old. You have Minnesota, who is very old. Like yeah, they're they, nothing. They they, they got Zach Parise and the, they got Zach Parise. Well, they, and they, have, they do, and they probably have the rookie of the year in Karprov. Uh, you have L.A., who is, again, very – Rangers don't have the rookie of the year. And then no. Al- no. the guy Alexander, I forget I forget how to pronounce his name. Oh, LaPierre? LaPierre? No. I will, I will take the guy in Minnesota over him. And then you have Anaheim, who, again, is very old. So you have four old teams. Arizona is actually young. They're just really young. So the question is, can they – is it veteran leadership or is it youth that's going to win out? Uh, the Great White North, which is Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. Uh, I have Toronto, Calgary, Montreal, and Winnipeg. And I have Toronto coming out. And I'm absolutely loving that Toronto's coming out because they get to face Vegas. Because I hate – if there is a team that I don't like except for the Rangers, it's, it's Toronto. Toronto. It's Toronto. Toronto's the New York Yankees of the NHL. So – I've just – I've got to assume at some point the Oilers are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. How many first-round picks can you – how many number one picks can you have? How can well, you right have- now they have two. They only have two on their team. They don't have Hopkins anymore? No, they have Hopkins and they have McDavid. That's it. Jesus, it feels like they had the first round number one pick for six they, years in a row. They traded Yopper, Yop, Yarkov. They traded Taylor Hall. They, yeah, they only have two right. left, but they still have Dransdell, who's amazing. Who won, the, who won the MVP last year. Right, exactly. Oh. But, the, but yeah. they're a two-man team. Yeah, that's, but this division isn't good. So I'm going to go Toronto – I'm going to go Montreal. That Carey Price is going to is going to push them in. Yep. I'll go Winnipeg again. You know they their goalie is solid, and they got they brought back Stastny, who I always like. And I'll go Edmonton. I agree. I think Toronto is coming out. I don't you know want to get the strong division. You know the funny part is every single year people wish for Toronto since hockey is more of a Canadian game than a U.S. game. That Toronto, that that Canada teams make the playoffs. Well, they're guaranteed four playoff spots this year. They're good. Now they granted they only get one coming out of the playoffs, but they they are guaranteed four. Um, okay, so I have Vegas over Toronto. Yep, and then I have Tampa Bay over Philly. Vegas over. I have I have Vegas and. Um, Tampa as well in the final. And I have Vegas okay. winning. And I have Vegas winning as well. Um, blue. 
I'd say you copied me, but we didn't talk about this one. No, we didn't mention it at all. And I made the picks on the divisions before you did on half of the, on three quarters. You did. You did. You did. So, and, uh, no, good those wonder, we never discuss, we actually never discussed this, this kind of stuff before and before the, before we do it. We don't no, discuss. We do, we, do, we do have conversations. And one of the conversations we did have surrounded the Eagles this week and them firing the coach. And uh, I said, I think it was two weeks ago where I said that that was going to be the end of Doug Peterson. And I can hope that he is the new coach of the, of the Jets because I think that would work out very well. Uh, we do talk throughout the week, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there was a certain amount of times, but we try yes. stuff like this. We try and hold off until we go on. Correct. We're talking about who our predictions are going to be prior to a show. So we do have five minutes left, and I know that we, we don't really have a stop, but we, we would like to keep it to an hour. So I'll, I'll go first. Welcome to the New York Mets, Francisco Lindor. Yes, I understand that when Seth called me, I was not as happy as I am today. Uh, I do understand. Did he sign, did he sign a long-term deal? No, but I, I have come around. And the reason I have come around is twofold. Well, actually threefold. Number one. It wasn't just Lindor. You got a pitcher, and you got a really good pitcher in Carlos Carrasco, who's going to slot in as your number two or number three, depending on who it is. Number two, we have Steve Cohen, which means we don't have Fred Wilpon, which means that if they're acquiring Francisco Lindor, they know what it's going to cost to keep Francisco Lindor, and they're going to keep him. It's the first time in recent memory that I have confidence that the Mets will keep the superstar that they acquire. And last but not least, this very much reminds me of 1985-86, when the Mets acquired a guy named Gary Carter. And that you have pieces, but you don't have the final piece. And that's not to say that the Mets are going to win a World Series this year. And, and remember, in 1985, the Mets didn't win a World Series either. No. They won it six. They were, I believe, runner-up to St. Louis. Correct. Terry Pendleton hit a double in uh, over the wall uh, with the bases loaded. But the fact is, they have a charis- – the one thing that the Mets have not had, and the Yankees have because they've had a guy named Derek Jeter for 20 years – is a charismatic guy that leads the team. The Mets have had a Piazza. They've had a Todd Hundley. They had a Jose. They had a Jose Reyes until he beat somebody. They had David Wright until he got hurt. They have not had a face of the franchise in almost a decade. And here is a 27-year-old Puerto Rican. And I say that because it's New York. This guy is going to be the fit. If they re-sign him, which I have full faith and confidence that they will, he will be the face of New York baseball for the next decade. He really will. He will be more than Aaron Judge. He will be more than Giancarlo Stanton. He will be more than Garrett Cole. This guy's smile is ridiculous. And... He's just going to – I'm looking forward to it. And I will be happy when they resign <laughs> because I am I, – I do have that tint of, of negative vibe that comes with being a Mets, Jets, Knicks, and Islanders fan. 
that they the therapy for the last 37 years. Right, basically. So yeah. Okay, Seth, you're up. Um, Sean Watson signs a deal predicated to a degree on the fact that he will be involved with any coaching and GM decisions. Watson is a winner. Watson is the face of the franchise. Watson has never complained, despite the fact that their offensive lineman is, I'm not sure, is much worse than a five people that you would put together in the from that Nickelodeon, who were watching the Nickelodeon game on Sunday that Cal McNair filled the filled the general manager position. And I'm not sure Nick Cesario is a bad pick by any stretch of the imagination. But when you make a, when you make a promise to your star player, this isn't player empowerment. This is you made a promise to your star player. And then you broke it. You cannot be surprised in this generation of the ramifications of doing this. And now you have an extraordinarily unhappy player, regardless of who they pick a coach, who may want out and who's going to be considering waiving his no trade clause, and I don't blame him. A little update. They did agree to interview Eric Bieniemy today. Good, great. I don't but think I don't think it does anything. I don't I think, think it does anything either. I think the die is now cast. Yep, agreed. And you you know you're you you are, the team has gone progressively downhill, even though they made the playoffs last year. You have not put surrounding talent around him. You traded DeAndre Hopkins for God knows what reason. And your star player wants out. And I don't blame him. So good luck, Houston, because you are going to need it. Absolutely. Okay. So next week we'll be back at five o'clock, all things considered. Uh, Seth Kamen's there. Yeah, there's Seth. I'm Sean. Seth and Sean Sports Radio. You can find us on Twitter or Facebook and uh, StreamYard and BackSportsPage.com. So we'll see you next week, and uh, let's go Isles.